America. It's the Glenn Beck program. It's Monday. Uh, my researchers have been scouring the internet and the dark web looking for those who are calling for violence. Uh, we're having a hard time finding anything but a couple of crackpots. I mean, I know it's what crackpots do, but the violence that is being uh, predicted we can't find evidence of anywhere we'll get into that and of course martin luther king it's martin luther king day in 60 seconds the glenn beck program day 18 of weight loss regimen i dear diary the the doors are locked I hear drums in the deep. I, I, I may have stolen the sacred leftover cheeseburger and run it down with a l- long corridor to the bedroom, and my wife may have discovered it before I had a chance to destroy the evidence. I, I feel she may wait me out on the other side of the door. But she'll never get it back. It's mine. It came to me. My own cheeseburger. My precious. Love, Glenn. Well, that was really weird, but uh, sometimes when you're, uh, you know, eating healthy food, uh, you kind of lose your mind. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about Built Bars. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they taste like a candy bar. It's healthy for you, but it tastes like it's made with real chocolate, and yet it's healthier than your average protein bar. I don't know how they do it. I don't care. It's mine. Don't give up on your rev- re- your resolution. Built Bar is the answer. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code BECK, get 20% off your next order. Promo code BECK for 20% off at builtbar.com. to speed up that day when all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last, thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Now is the time to rise from the dark and desolate valley of segregation to the sunlit path of racial justice. Now is the time to lift our nation from the quicksands of racial injustice to the solid rock of brotherhood. Now is the time to make justice a reality for all of God's children. And I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, but I want you to know the night that we as a people will get to the promised land. 
Dr. Martin Luther King has been shot and wounded, possibly critically wounded, in Memphis, Tennessee this evening. Dr. Martin Luther King, the apostle of nonviolence in the civil rights movement, has been shot to death in Memphis, Tennessee. They shoot an all-points bulletin for a well-dressed young white man seen running from the sea. From the sea. For centuries, man's freedom has been crushed, contained, or at best discouraged, and sometimes in subtle ways. In the days of Solomon, he decried that man could learn too much, that one shouldn't dig too deeply nor read too often, saying that too much reading led to the weariness of the flesh, that the search for knowledge is where Adam and Eve went wrong thus proving that learning leads to man's downfall or his sin. St. Paul, centuries later, said basically the same thing. In 1500, Francis Bacon wrote to the king trying to convince him that man could never learn too much, that knowledge could not somehow also contain the serpent. Yet free thought continued to be squashed. Immanuel Kant, the man who first described the Milky Way as a collection of suns in the fashion that we now know it, wrote in 1760, There are many things that I believe that I shall never say, but I shall never say the things that I do not believe. The Courage to Speak One's Mind In 1760, our most precious freedom, the freedom of thought, had not yet been born. Yet, just a few years later, on the other side of the globe, sat a man alone in a hotel room, his wife dying in bed hundreds of miles away from him. As he scratched words on paper, we find these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, with certain unalienable rights given to them by their Creator, among them life, liberty, and property. It was later changed to the pursuit of happiness to make sure the slave trade would finally come to an end. I'm not sure if we really understand the impact of those words. Man has never been as free to think as man is now. The Chinese dissidents didn't make a Statue of Liberty in Tiananmen Square out of happenstance. Americans changed the world our freedom of thought allowed men to discover electricity, the light bulb, the car, the phone, the motion picture, the radio, the television, the computer, to put a man on the moon. Which of these men will be first to orbit the Earth? I cannot tell you. And a spacecraft on Mars. It was in the American century that the theory of relativity was conceived, leading Einstein to say, the thing that strikes me about America is the joyous, positive attitude to life. The smile on the faces of the people is one of the greatest assets of the American. He's friendly, self-confident, optimistic, and without envy. The American lives more for his goals, for the future. Life for him is always becoming, never being. His emphasis is laid on the we and never the I. So today, as we are free to celebrate, relax, think, read, say anything, ask yourself this, are we still more about the goals for the future? 
Is life for us always about becoming and never being? And are we still part of the we and not the I? You know, when Jefferson first wrote those words, they were words of treason and certain execution. But today they are free to echo throughout the land as words of the American spirit and our hope that we do hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal and endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights and among them life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in support of this declaration, with firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Our founders changed the world with those few words. And over 200 years later, a black preacher from the South, Dr. Martin Luther King, helped make sure that the promise of liberty was real for all Americans. Free at last. Free at last. Free at last. Free at last. Thank God Almighty. Thank God Almighty. We are free at last. We are free at last. This, it's a, it's amazing. Uh, every year we revisit that. And this year, I'm not sure it fits all of the words. Are we as free as we were last year to speak, to express ourselves? Sponsor this half hour, a new tactic for uh, stealing your credit card and personal information recently been discovered. The new attack is called e-skimming. It injects malicious computer code into a compromised e-commerce website checkout process and then pulls your order information and displays it on a fake checkout page that steals your information. How's that for a kick in the teeth? It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives, and it's constantly mutating. That's why the people at LifeLock are so important. They detect a wide range of identity th threats, and they will alert you when it happens, and they work to fix it with you. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock is the, is the one company that has been there from the beginning, I think has the most credibility, and is there in case something does happen. Save up to 25% off your first year at lifelock.com, promo code back, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or lifelock.com. Use the promo code back and save 25%. 10 seconds, station ID. This is the Glenn Beck Program. As far as the conservative purge goes, they're looking for new ways to exploit that. We're looking at that today. Uh, they are now looking at podcasts. Apparently podcasts Jeez. are the next target. Not to mention, they're going after cable <sighs> networks to get them to drop Newsmax, OAN, even Fox News in some cases. Hmm. So there's a bunch going on with that today, and we're following that. 25,000 troops are now inside Washington, D.C., standing by to protect Joe Biden's inauguration. That is Two army divisions, two, 
two army divisions to protect a few city blocks. And people aren't really allowed to be on those couple of city blocks in the first place. Joe Biden is going to take the oath uh, with only air present to hear it and 25,000 military troops. All of this is due to an ABC report that the FBI has sent a memo regarding a massive uprising of far-right armed uh, protesters that plan to descend on every state capitol in Washington, D.C. on Wednesday. So far, no one is commenting on this mass uprising, which we found to be odd. So I instructed my group to go find something on this event. They have spent the weekend scouring the Internet, scouring even the dark web and all the social alternative social media sites for answers. And there seems to be a black hole on this. There is nothing on the dark web. There is nothing on Telegram. It is completely silent. It appears, at least from our research, that the threat came from a group called the Boogaloo Movement, a collection of far-right libertarian anarchists and even some leftists. They're all over the place. They started to show up on Sunday for these protests in places like Virginia, Michigan, and Ohio. Their numbers were a little overwhelming. At each location, you could count the numbers on one hand. Two here, three in this state. Is this the mass, uh, the mass armed uprising? Please be careful this week. Don't get involved in any kind of talk or any kind of uh, if anything. Maybe there's something we don't know, but is all of this being done for optics? Is this about vilifying and shutting anyone at all down that happens to be right of center? That actually might be a, I mean, that might even be a better, a better outcome or a better reason than these people are actually going to do something. I don't think so, but I, I hope to God not. If you see something, say something. We're in dangerous waters and the left wants absolute compliance. George Orwell, I think, would be shocked at what happened. In fact, he described it to a T. Listen to this. This is from 1984. The ideal set up by the party was something huge, terrible, and glittering. All thinking the same thoughts and shouting the same slogans, perpetually working, fighting, triumphing, persecuting 300 million people, all with the same face. I want to I tell you some stories today. I'm going to take you back uh, and learn... Not only about Martin Luther King, but but some of our heroes in the age of enlightenment, the the beginnings of our country. Last year, the left did the unthinkable. They tried to convince us that Martin Luther King had approved the riots over the summer. They took one of his quotes out of context. Riots are the voice of the unheard, said Martin Luther King. And people use that over the summer to justify the riots. And they're completely, I believe, intentionally missing the point. They're, they're taking King's statement out of context. They're disingenuous because he did not support riots. He denounced them. But he understood the psychology of rioting. And more than anything else, he wanted to give a voice 
to the voiceless. Here's the comment he made in 1966. I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. Okay, so this is how many summers like uh, this one do you imagine that we can expect? Well, I would say this, we don't have long. The mood of the Negro community now is one of urgency, one of saying that we aren't going to wait, that we've got to have our freedom. We've waited too long. So that uh, I would say that every summer we are going to have this kind of vigorous protest. My hope is that it will be nonviolent. I would hope that we can avoid riots because riots are self-defeating and socially destructive. That's what Martin Luther King actually said. He's not saying riots are the solution. He's saying they're a tragic symptom of a bad society. Now, listen to this carefully because this is all repeating itself. And for those on the left, they need to learn from their own history. They know this. Why are they ignoring it? He says it's a symptom of a society where people feel voiceless and alone. Strategic violence and upheaval is a part of America. In some ways, it's why we're an independent nation, free of tyranny, but not really. They didn't use violence. 1773, they say the Boston Tea Party. That was not violent. That was not violent. In many cases, they had the attention and even compliance of the, uh, the ship's captain. They went in. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't beat anybody up. They dumped 342 chests of British tea into the Boston Harbor. And it was an act of political defiance because if you want to piss off an Englishman, you take away his tea and crumpets. Or the fact that they were giving a massive tax on tea and America couldn't do its own tea. So we don't want your tea. We don't want your tea. In our constitution, it says we, the people in order to form a more perfect nation to establish justice and to ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for the de common defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to establish this constitution. They grounded in the promise of the words, a well-regulated militia being necessary to secure a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed, but needless violence has no place in civilized silence in a society. So what is needless violence? Well, we're seeing needless violence that has caused more needless violence. What happened over the summer was kind of an endorsement of needless uh, violence. And now everybody's upset because some, I believe, radicals on the other side decide they're going to go in and march on the Capitol. King was heavily influenced by Henry David Thoreau. And I want to talk to you about Thoreau because I learned a lot in my 
research for this. Two years after MLK said a riot is the language of the unheard, two long years on April 4th, 1968, from the balcony of a room at the Lorraine Motel in Memphis, Tennessee, a white supremacist aimed a Remington 760 at Martin Luther King and fired. That night, Bobby Kennedy gave one of the most astonishing speeches on the back of a flatbed truck. He told a largely black audience who did not know about the killing of Martin Luther King this. We will have difficult times. We've had difficult times in the past, but we will, and we will have difficult times in the future. It is not the end of violence. It is not the end of lawlessness, and it's not the end of disorder. But the vast majority of white people and the vast majority of black people in this country want to live together, want to improve the quality of our life, and want justice for all human beings that abide in our land. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's an amazing speech, an amazing speech. By the way, 63 days later, a deranged man who wanted the Palestinians to be free shot and killed Bobby Kennedy. Sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens. If you're a dog owner, I'm sure you feel the same way about your dog that I do about mine. Uno is part of the family. We just love him. He takes care of, of us and our family, uh, provides comfort and fun and joy. And just he's just the best. So we want to take good care of him. He used to be the pickiest eater in the world. Actually, get him to eat was like diffusing a bomb in one of those old 1980s action movies. You had to stand there totally still. If you moved at all, you had to start all over again because he would look up from his bowl and stop. Then we started putting rough greens on, not a dog food, something that actually makes them like their food more, but also is really, really healthy for them. He is healthier and happier than I've ever seen. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens dot com slash back. And you can subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Right now, run a special 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to Monday. It's Martin Luther King Day, which seems like it's more important than ever uh, this year. Yeah, we've been playing that Martin Luther King essay since, what, 2000? Yeah, something like that. Something like yeah. that. Uh, and uh, every year it's always seemed like this kind of far away thing to have to worry about. does seem a little bit different this year, though. You think? <laughs> I mean, it's, it, it's, it's crazy what's just going on every single day. Let me just give you some of the hi- highlights. Extremists exploit a loophole in social moderation podcasts now they're saying that podcasts are not as easy for the algorithms to spot uh hate speech and so they got to do something because these podcasts are promoting hate speech let me give you the next one they're letting them say whatever they want on these podcasts uh, you can't have you that. can't have that former facebook official calls for verizon 
AT&T and others to deplatform OAN and Newsmax. I mean, you want to talk about creating a problem. You silence people. This is this is not what Americans do. This is just not what we do. Twitter says <laughs> if you are searching for the Lincoln Project amid the sexual misconduct allegations, a bug in the system prevented you from finding that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Facebook announces a temporary ban on ads for weapon accessories and protective equipment. Uh, Mansion now says removing Holly and Cruz with 14th Amendment should be a consideration. By the way, Lowe's Hotels have canceled Senator Josh Hawley's Florida fundraiser. And the president of Mexico compares social media censorship in the U.S. to the Spanish Inquisition. I mean... Uh Where are we headed? The answer is not any place good. Not any place good. Feds over the weekend arrested a hardcore leftist who planned an attack on a pro-Trump demonstration at the Florida Capitol. It's not going to matter who started it. It's not going to matter. Unfortunately, with 300 million people, uh, you're going to have lunatics. You're going to have lunatics. I mean, we voted a lot of lunatics into office, and I think both sides could admit to that. What are we doing? The majority of Americans now say other Americans are a problem. 54% of those surveyed said that other people in America pose the largest threat to the nation. Beating out economic forces, the natural world, disasters, viruses, and foreign threats. Other Americans. 51% of Americans surveyed said that political violence would increase in the next few years. Only 18% said it would decrease. uh, uh, decrease. The survey followed the violent riot on January 6th. 71% of Americans say the U.S. democracy today is threatened, while only 29% say it is is, uh, secure. Poll also indicated Americans were cautiously optimistic about President-elect Joe Biden taking office. 51% said that the coronavirus would get better once he took office, compared to 22% that said it would get worse. 48% said the world would have greater respect for the United States, compared to 34% who said the opposite. Poll also showed that the pandemic is still America's top concern. 47% saying Biden's top priority should be the coronavirus. 21% said his top priority should be the economy. 10% said it should be political divisions. 59% of us said that the vaccine distribution in their respective states was moving too slowly. 42% said Biden's biggest challenge once taking office would be to overcome the political divisions in the country. A figure that was reflected later in the poll, 5% of Trump voters said that they held a favorable view of Biden voters, while only 4% of Biden voters said the same thing for Trump voters. How are we going to come together? 
when 96 percent of those who voted for Biden hate the other half and 90, uh, 95 percent of Trump voters say the same thing about Biden voters. Where do you go? There is no coming together in that environment. It can't be. Right. But that used to be, it used to be that one of our strengths, I think, as a country was that you were able to deal with people even when you thought they were idiots. It doesn't seem to be that that's a thing anymore. At least, at least on the left. I mean, I, I see, I, look, I, I'll grant you the numbers you just gave are, are the same. So, uh, you know, basically... Uh, the polling I'm, I'm going with anecdotal evidence perhaps uh, over uh, polling here, but allow me to at least attempt it because how many times have we talked to people on the left who, uh, who say a version of the same thing, which is when I say something that is out of step with the left, they try to murder me online. When I say something uh, that is out of step with the right, they want to hear about it. They want to debate it. They want to tell me I'm wrong, but they don't despise me. Not universally true on either side. But yes, that's what we hear from people. A lot, though. Yeah, a lot of people. Uh, on a the lot left. of people. And people, not even necessarily people that just come to us, because you might think, well, maybe they're a little more friendly to the right. But even people just speaking, you know, there's that whole group of people who are maybe opposed to wokeness, right, for example, but generally are left wingers. Right. You did an interview with uh, Eric. Was it Eric Weinstein last yeah. week? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's in a group. I would, you know, I would kind of consider him part of that group. Right. He's definitely a leftist. I mean, definitely somebody oh, yeah. who's on the left. But, you know, just just maybe doesn't think that all opposing speech should be uh, destroyed. In fact, the exact opposite. Right. He wants more speech. He's a guy who believes in that. But we've seen this over and over again. People who who, who have to deal with the left. Um the second they step out, uh, one little step out of line, they are the ultimate. Uh, he, he talked about that uh, at great length on the podcast hmm. about how, you know, the, the left is just destroying him and destroying him because he's willing to go on shows like mine. Just go on. Just go on. And just say to things talk. that you don't agree with. You Absolutely. guys disagree to a decent amount. A big amount. Did you listen to the whole thing? I only heard clips of it. But it, it, was... it is. It's it's really, really good. Mm -hmm. It's th this guy, I think. Has pretty much the the story down of how we got here. Pretty close. Pretty close. Um, he's missing some of the things that, you know, he, he disagrees with me on progressives and Howard's in and. We disagree a lot, mm -hmm. but he has the general arc right, and uh, it's it's not going away until we understand it. We we talked about it in the podcast. It's available for Blaze subscribers. It's also available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. It came out this uh, Saturday, and uh, it, it it is an interesting discussion because we both agree on the major principles. And that is freedom of speech. Everything in the Bill of Rights. <laughs> Every You got the Bill of Rights. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, and that's kind of where he is. And we disagree on almost everything else. But it is fascinating to hear how because he speaks out, he's dead to them. He was a source for the New York Times. He did editorials for everybody. He's, 
I mean, he was a big source for people because he's he's pretty much a genius and uh, and is a big defender of, you know, what what he would call liberal or progressive policies now because he disagrees with shutting everybody up. He disagrees with wokeness. He's a pariah, an absolute pariah dead to them. You can't you can't run a country like that. You can't. I mean, you can't run a life like that. You're going to end up with no friends. You're going to end up with nobody at your side except those who, you know, are just as angry, bitter and as destructive as you are. And in the end, when there's nobody else to destroy, you'll destroy each other because that's your M.O. Listen to that podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcasts uh, and it is well worth your time. All right, our sponsor this uh, half hour is Omaha Steaks. You know what makes Omaha Steaks so delicious? It's the aging process. Now, most people say that, you know, when you, you, you could cut it with a fork, and that's a sign of a good steak. Actually, it is, it's not. A good steak, you can cut with a spoon, these, these steaks have been aged for at least 20, 21 days. That's where the magic happens. They're grain-finished, and let me tell you, you're not going to find a steak that is juicier, more tender, or has a better flavor than an Omaha steak. Right now, you got to stay home, stay healthy when you can. Omaha Steaks delivers gourmet grill packs straight to your door. The gourmet uh, grill pack has all of the premium meats. That anything that you want to cook on the grill, it's in that pack. Find it now at a great discount and 100% money-back guarantee. OmahaSteaks.com. Type in the promo code back in the search bar and order the Butcher's Best Seller Pack today. Look at it. You'll get four free chicken breasts and four free burgers along with everything else that's in the pack. It's OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code back. You put back in the search bar and look for the Butcher's Best Seller Pack today. So there are 10 <laughs> uh, uh, pretty intense executive uh, orders that are coming on day one um, that I, uh, I think, you know, are very, very uniting. Uh, he's going to cancel the uh, oil pipeline. He's the keystone. He's going to cancel uh, or sorry, he's going to rejoin the Paris Accords. So we got that going for us. Um, he is extending the eviction freeze. What? Okay. What? I mean, I don't think extending the eviction freeze is, is the right answer. I mean, what are these people going to do? So they're going to get evicted later? What are these people going to do? They don't have jobs. How are they going to pay all of that money back? Um, he says he's got his COVID relief package, which... He says it's going to give millions to the American people. Oh, really? $350 million? And you're going to give millions to us? No, no, no. Uh, that package would probably be a little bigger. Than well, that. Wasn't the entire package $1.9 trillion? Just the $1.9 yeah. trillion. $1.9 Not trillion. Not $3.9 No. Or $8.9 trillion. No. Just $1.9 trillion. Do you remember when it used to be controversial when we had $700 billion stimulus packages? 
Yeah. Now it's two trillion. No and one bats even, an eye. Nobody even bats an eye. Mm. Um, he's saying that he's going to require mask wearing on all federal land and all federal buildings. Um, he is uh, going to impose a, a broader mandate uh, on uh, on COVID. He's going to introduce the 100 day masking challenge. Uh, he's saying by executive order on day number one or two, he will grant 11 million uh, illegals amnesty and make them citizens. Uh, he is going to uh, put an end to the travel ban from dangerous countries. Uh, he is joining the Paris Accords. Uh, roughly a dozen actions on his first day to make the government function for the people. He is also going to strengthen by American provisions and through executive order mandate a fifteen dollar uh, uh, minimum wage. Again, not for everybody, but just what he can control is the way he keeps right. saying that, which is an interesting thing. I mean, the mass mandate is the, is is ridiculous uh, you know we spent so much time talking about mask mandates over the past year mm-hmm. and you know I, I spent some time last year in florida which has no mask mandate and, and the, if you t- listen to anybody in texas especially on the right all they will tell you is greg abbott is the worst human being on earth because he has right. a mask mandate i right. mean I, again like i look at texas as relatively very pro-freedom on these things and but they do have a mask mandate here now is he enforcing a mask mandate that's no. a totally different question uh, i i doubt they they've handed out one state fine for this mask mandate but I still they didn't it is the yeah and it is the but it is still the obsession of tons of people because around here. it's texas and because it's texas right yeah but i went to florida which has no mask mandate it is exactly the same as here course it exactly is. the same every every chain restaurant still requires you to wear your mask on the way from the door to the table because they don't want to get sued just like they do here everybody you know 90 percent of places want you to wear their masks and then there's some that don't really care just like here yeah that you just walk in and do whatever you want right now it's up to you whether you you know wear these masks in these situations but we've seen almost no difference in mandate after mandate after mandate after mandate from the government we've seen almost no difference in the way that people actually act and we has, are strangely people... seeing a difference between for instance california and florida right there... have you found any reasons for that that you can i mean how is how is the capital of the lockdown right doing worse than florida well, again i a lot no there's a lot of different factors that go into this stuff but a big part of this is that people do what they do. Yeah, right. They, they don't listen to all these mandates. We keep talking about all these mandates constantly, and it's the constant focus of, of all, everybody's attention. But in reality, people just generally do what they do. They don't listen to the mandates. They don't do those things. So it, it's not, it's, you can't judge a, an outbreak and, and judge it by whether there's a mandate or not, because people aren't listening to these mandates they're going to live yeah, their lives there is, is the no American. mandate it, it's still people do what they do they do what they do and uh it seems to be more effective seems to be more effective uh at least between florida and california sure